Welcome to Save the Cowboy. This is Pastor Kevin Weatherby, and I invite you to saddle up and ride with us as we strike a trot to the backside of God's green pastures and learn how to live for Him. I was in Kainosa one time, and uh, we were living out there at the ranch, and uh, anyway, I was at work in Odessa, Texas, and I was just sitting there, you know, doing what I do, and it was not much, and um, anyway, my cell phone rings, and it's our neighbor down the road, and Lee says, hey, you know, everybody has this way of answering the phone or the first thing that they say, and you always knew it was Lee whenever he said, hey man, what are you doing? I, say, I've never heard him say anything else when you answer the phone. You say, hey Lee, what's up, or what, you know, blah, 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 and he'd say, hey man, what are you doing? And so anyway, my cell phone rings, and I answer it, and I'm like, hello? He's like, hey, man, what are you doing? I said, just working, man, what are you doing? He said, uh, I, I thought I'd give you a call. We got a small problem. And um, so we traded out some things, like I used his tractor to try to pull up cross ties. <laughs> and so uh, I, had an, uh, I had his arena at my house. This was working out great, by the way. Uh, we had uh, his arena at my house, but... Uh, so he kept his horses in our pasture. And he said, we got a small problem. And I said, what kind of small problem? And he said, well, your entire place is burning down. And I said, no, really, what's the problem? He goes, I'm not joking. And I said, what happened? He said, well, you know, we got a bunch of tumbleweeds and it's been real dry and the four-wheeler had a flat on it. So I just took my pickup and drove all the way across all those dry tumbleweeds and the catalytic converter caught your pasture on fire. And I said, well, how much is burned? And he said, define how much. <laughs> and I was like, uh, is it like fire department? You know, is it that big? And he said, how many counties? And I was like, good grief. And he said, you better get down here. I lived an hour away. So, I mean, I just went and I mean, I did the bow and loop duke across the hood. Actually, I just hit the side of it and went around. <laughs> Got in, shut the door. And here I go for Kainosa, Texas, just as fast as I can go. Which was, about, I mean, I was, I usually don't speed. I was doing like 58. I mean, I even rolled up the window. We were seriously going to cook it that, down there. You know, and, and, and I mean, the temperature for Texas, it wasn't that hot. It was around three, 400. And um, so, we're, I, I mean, I am cooking it. Now, Monahans, Texas is 30 miles away from Kainosa. Kainosa is just south of the Pecos River. And when I reached Monahans, I could see the smoke. And I was like, oh no. So I mean, I wheeled off and here I come and I'll never forget when you get between Monahans and Kainosa, you start getting by the river, it starts kind of going like this. And so I topped and right before I hit the Pecos River, 15 miles away, I could see flames. And I'm like, our house was literally eight months old brand new house, sits right in the middle of the most beautiful tumbleweed pasture you have ever seen in your life. I mean, it, it, takes, it takes a gift from God to be able to see the beauty in that. And um, I'm not sh well, actually, I prayed about this a lot, and I was wondering what, why God did you create tumbleweeds? And I realized it was to, number one, hold the fences up, and number two, when the wind blew the opposite direction in those big old tumbleweeds, you could play Jedi Starfighter in your truck and try to hit the big ones. Whack! Whack! And everybody was doing it, so you just wound in and out. It was like a star race or something. So anyway, I, I get to the Pecos River, and I mean, by now, I'm like, okay, 
all holds barred. I kicked it up to 62. Just, and here I come. And so, anyway, I'll never forget what happened whenever I come pulling up. I mean, I just knew that my, uh, my house was gone and everything like that. And Kainosa Draw ran just, you know, from here to the Kiowa Bennett Road from our, actually closer than about halfway to Bennett Road from our house. And Kainosa Draw was kind of like Comanche Creek. It, it takes pigs pray before they go into Kainosa Draw. Okay, it is just a tangled mess of wire and mesquite and tumbleweeds and this and that. And I just, all of it, and it's a mile of it. That was a 640-acre pasture that was on fire with the horses in there. And that draw cut the pasture in half. So you could either go this way or this way, but you couldn't get to either side in a pickup. And so I'm worried about the horses and everything, and, and I'm speeding down there. And whenever I come flying up to the house, it absolutely warmed my heart. Because neighbors... Now granted, I want y'all to picture this. A lot of people have a hard time. We calculated it, because I use a calculator a lot. My wife calls me calculator boy. <laughs> there was eight, let's see, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight people that resided in 100 square miles. All eight of those people had shovels in their hands and they were surrounding my house and the fence was on fire from here to that. That's where the fire was. And they had uh, fire department trucks lined up along there and ladies had shovels and they were throwing dirt on, on burning cross ties and everything like that. and. Uh, it was funny because whenever I drove up, we had bought the kids one of those. I usually don't spend money on really extravagant things, but man, it was just too cool to have that balloon pool with the blow-up ring at Walmart. <laughs> I had forked over the $29.95 it cost. They don't work very well when you put it in a mesquite patch. Thing, thing had a leak in it from day one. But anyway, I pull up, and there's the fire department, and they are pulling all of the water out of the pool. And they're like, I'm like, man, I got some toilets in the house. They're like, three of them, get that too. Save this house. And so anyway, they worked really hard. The horse, they had got the horses in. And I, it was just amazing how a group of people, when that fire happened, how that group of people rallied around. And whether they were out in the pasture, you know, fighting the fire, or whether it was somebody standing around the house. And I even had people going in. People were coming from all the way from Kainosa, which was 12 miles away. They were coming in, and I mean, they just went in the house and were getting water just to take to the firefighters that were fighting this fire. And it was just an amazing, amazing degree of neighborliness, if that is actually a word, of how people banded together whenever there was a job to be done. Now, it took about three hours to put it out. If, if you've never seen a dry tumbleweed burn, they burn about like phosphorus for about 30 seconds, and, and, and then they're out. But when you've got 640 acres of tumbleweeds this tall, I mean, it will scorch the sun. And so they finally got it put out. I mean, there were some hot spots left in the draw and everything. And where Lee had driven, everything had gone uh, west towards my house because the, that's just Murphy's Law. And so this 
about 200 acres of the pasture wasn't burned, and so Lee was going to go check the fence on the other side, and he drove out there and his pickup again and started it back on fire. <laughs> you think I'm joking? I am not. Needless to say, the fire chief was not very happy with Lee. <laughs> but, I mean, it really wasn't that big a deal because it just burned up and then it burned right up to where it had already burned, so it wasn't too bad of a deal. But today, what we're going to talk about is um, we are getting towards that point that we need to know what we're doing. What is the mission of Save the Cowboy? What are we supposed to be doing? How are we supposed to do it? Why are we supposed to do it? The who, what, when, why, where, you know, don't they, whatever. You can just throw out whatever questions you want to. Today, I'm going to attempt to answer some of that. So far, there is about three ministries. One that has started and two that are in the planning stages of how Save the Cowboy is going to operate and what we're going to do. The first one I want to tell you about, I don't really have to tell you, you can look around. The first thing that Save the Cowboy is going to do is we're going to have services in Kiowa, Colorado every single Sunday. Now, it may sometimes we can't use the fairgrounds. We may be out at Chuck Gooch's place or... Shoot, we may meet at the water tower or something, I, I don't know. But we're going to have services in some form or fashion every single Sunday here in Kiowa, Colorado. I think it is amazing that, you know, what are the odds of me down in Fort Stockton, Texas, coming up here to Kiowa, Colorado, to Elbert County, of all the places that God needs somebody... Why would he send us together? Now, he sent me up here, but he sent y'all here. You're here for a reason, and on Sunday mornings, it is a chance for us to gather. Now, besides me preaching somewhere else a couple of times, we haven't missed a single Sunday in two years. And we're not going to miss a Sunday because our work is not done until Jesus Christ comes back. The second thing that uh, kind of my part in Save the Cowboy is our radio ministry. Um, our radio ministry is now heard in 10 states. North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana, Wyoming, Nebraska, Colorado, Kansas, Oklahoma, New Mexico, and Texas. That is amazing. Sturgis, South Dakota is where one of the radio stations is. There's two out of Brush, Colorado, one out of Guyman, Oklahoma, one out of Clay Center, Kansas, uh, one out of Guyman, Oklahoma, and one out of Midland, Texas. And I don't, and you know what? This is a cool part. They're all ag stations. They reach who we reach. We're not just, you know, let's break out. We're going to pause Tim McGraw's truck, yeah, and listen to Kevin Weatherby. No, that's not what this is all. <laughs> There was a message in there somewhere if you didn't notice that. There might have been just a little bit of sarcasm. But you know what? As awesome as that is, we praise God for that. We thank God for that. I couldn't have done that without our radio sponsors, without y'all's help. But you know what? Are we going to be satisfied with 10 states? No. Our next goal is 11 states. It's like I told my wife last night, the journey of a thousand miles starts when your wife tells you to. <laughs> Isn't that how that goes? Something like that? But this is just the beginning is what I'm saying. 
We've got to take this message and we've got to keep going with it. I can't do it without y'all. We are not preacher and congregation. We are the church. We are the body of Christ. It is not my job. It is not your job. It is our job to do whatever God calls us to do in whatever form or function that He calls us to do it. We won't be satisfied with ten states. We can praise God for ten states, but we're not going to stop at ten. We're not going to stop at eleven. We're not going to stop until Christy says so. <laughs> and you know what? I know her heart. She don't want to quit either, and neither should y'all. We have Sunday services here in Kiowa, Colorado, every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, 10.15. Some of you don't make it here till 10.30, but that's okay. We're not going to point you out, Brooke. And uh, <laughs> not really. I thank God for Brooke Brittle. You know Cowboy Church means something when he's up at 10.30, I guarantee you. <laughs> Love you, man. But we have the internet ministry. Right now, people from all over the world, and hopefully, if Rob didn't throw his phone, Rob Bickle is in Japan right now. It is 2 o'clock in the morning, and he's watching Save the Cowboy on his iPhone. How crazy is that? But it's not just him in Japan. I mean, people are watching from Canada. It would just blow your mind. It blows my mind. We have somebody from Taiwan. I don't even know where Taiwan is. But I bet if I drove 56 miles an hour, I could get there. We do the live broadcast every Sunday. We're still working through some bugs and stuff like that. It looks clear on the computer, but if you're watching and it seems a little bit blurry, that's probably not a bad thing. It's probably Jared's awesomeness that is affecting the focus. Right, buddy? That's a, that's a technical, scientific guess. We post all of our sermons for free on YouTube. Now, granted, YouTube just opened up a license to us where we can post all of it, not 10 minutes of it. But for about the past month, maybe two or so, um, all of the videos of our complete service is on YouTube. And as of about 5.30 this morning, those videos had been watched 13,383 times. Was anybody else at Battle of the Bands with me last night? Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> I showed C.V. Pennington this last night. I was sitting there, and uh, I was checking my phone, and I didn't know if something was going on, so I was sitting there between breaks. And I looked at the Facebook fan page for Save the Cowboy, and I said, C.V., come here. He walked over there, and I held the phone up, and this is what it said. Your Facebook insights for Save the Cowboy, you have 11,111 fans with last week reaching 105,217 unique people just in the last seven days. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Out of those 105,217, only three were complete morons. I think that's pretty good in the grand scheme of things. Y'all might know some of them. <laughs> they are Jared's minions, is what we like to call them. He tends to attract those. Now, I want to read you about three weeks ago. I got a message on Facebook, and I'd like to read it to you. I'm so glad that I stumbled across y'all's ministry. 
I'm from South Dakota, and I've always had a close connection to the cowboy lifestyle and cowboys in general. I worked all through high school for a family that raised and trained race or raised and trained racehorses. This is a group of people that a young man can sure get an education from. I think I've always believed that there was a bigger power in control of the world, but I never had that true relationship with God until fairly recently. I can honestly tell you that God has shown himself to me and has taken a poor excuse of a man and is making me into something and someone I never thought possible. I just wanted to tell you that your approach to teaching the Word of God really works. You make it into simple common sense, and I have shared you with others who also love your work. Thank you for all you do. God bless you and everyone that helps you. Sincerely, Bill R. from South Dakota. Amazing. So we've got the ministry here in Kiowa every Sunday. We have the radio ministry reaching out to 10 states right now, thousands and thousands upon people, the internet, hundreds of thousands of people spreading the word of God, sharing with others. Three weeks from now, I hope to have launched, and thank you, Ty, for the name, I hope to have launched the Bunkhouse Bible Study. The Bunkhouse Bible Study is going to be a chronological Bible study uh, done in 10-minute videos posted once a week. Um, the whole purpose of that is, you know, honestly, guys, we have Bible study. Um, most of the time we announce it, but, I mean, we have Bible study nearly every week. But, you know, we'll have 200 people here, but whenever we have the Bible study, we may have 20 if we're lucky. Now, that's not a condemnation, and that's not a criticism of those that don't come. But 6 o'clock on Sunday, I mean, that's when you feed. You've got chores to do. There's all of these things. People may even want to do it, but they're driving 30 miles over here, and then they drive 30 miles back home, and let's face it, gas isn't 19 cents anymore. It's not even 3.19, I don't think, in a lot of places. But you know what? We are in a society now that... You know, used to, when you came to church, everybody, you know, that was the place to meet because you didn't see everybody all week. Now we can talk to each other, you know, we can Facebook, we can do this, we can do that, and, you know, it's just not what it used to be. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to keep it simple. We're going to try to break down the barriers of people that say, well, I can't make it to Bible study, but I want to still learn something about the Bible. So what we're going to do is we're going to tell the major stories in chronological order in the Bible to give you a basis of the entire Bible, just a, you know the, the high points. And you can do it by watching it on the Internet. And what our hope is, is that you will invite one or two, maybe three people over to your house once a week. It's not going to be broadcast live. You can go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever. I don't care. Invite a few people over just to share a meal. Watch a ruggedly handsome cowboy preacher <laughs> for about... I'm doing it, not Jared. Um, and... Um, He's liable to you know, photobomb me, though. <laughs> but, uh, you know, our hope is that you'll invite people over. There is something magical about inviting someone into your home. And I'm not talking about your buddies that are always there anyway. Take a chance. Get to know somebody else. Invite some people over. Ten minutes. I saw a Doritos commercial the other day that was longer than that. Okay? We've got ten minutes. All right? Maybe you don't have an hour, but everybody has 10 minutes. Invite somebody over. Sit down. Share a meal. Watch the video. There will be a question at the end to discuss. The scripture reference will be there. 
just think about the question. If God leads you all to talk about it, talk about it. If he doesn't, just hang out with your friends, whether new or old. It's about creating fellowship. It's about creating relationships. Let God lead. There will be no more excuses for, well, I just don't understand the Bible. That is one of my gifts, is to put complex things where you can understand it. There is also three or four, and I don't have all the details, there's three or four groups of people right here every single Sunday that have actual Bible studies in other places. Next week we'll have a bulletin board up with some of that information if you're interested in any of that. The third thing that we do here in Kiowa is we support missionaries. We don't just, we're not just focused on what we do. We are focused on what other people do. You know, this morning, if you weren't here, Save the Cowboy donated 100% of the proceeds that's going to build a kitchen in uh, El Rosario, Guatemala, and they are currently on construction of that. And I wasn't sure, I mean, he had told me, but I, I wanted to be sure I had my facts straight. So I sent uh, George Cisneros an email this morning, and I said, how many kids is that kitchen going to feed? And this is what he wrote back to me. Good morning, Kevin. The kitchen will feed approximately 350 kids every day. The kitchen is looking amazing, and I can't wait for you to see it. We are talking with another missionary about the possibility of adding a purified water source to the kitchen. I can't tell you how incredible that will be. I don't know of a single person in El Rosario who has purified water. They have so many intestinal problems, and I believe a major cause is from the water. If I understood correctly, we can put in a system, a purified water system for the kids for $750. If that is the case, it will be a miracle. I just expected it to be thousands of dollars. Imagine that. Something that you and I take it for granted is a miracle to someone else. We are not only going to meet here in Kiowa. We are not just going to broadcast it on the radio. We are not just going to broadcast it on Facebook or the internet. We are going to support our missionaries who are doing the down and dirty work in, in uh, impoverished nations such as Guatemala and everywhere else. If we put this in the kitchen, we will make sure that every kid drinks purified water every single day. We will make sure that every kid takes a gallon home at the end of the day for their family. As I sit here writing this, and I am I'm using his words, not mine. As I sit here writing this, I am just so damn humbled, and we should be too. You know, this old world is full of tough trails and scary switchbacks. Our prayer is that God spoke to you today through His Word. If you heard God talking to you, just get on the internet and visit us at SaveTheCowboy.com. This program was brought to you by Western LLC, facility development for the oil and gas and aviation industries across the western United States. Reach them at WesternLLC.net. Also by the good folks at Integrity Auto Repair in Kiowa, Colorado, and Comanche Creek Enterprises. Contact them today for no-till drilling and burrowing rodent control. In a nation full of mega churches and celebrity preachers, there's one thing that remains pure, the good news of Jesus Christ. It's not that churches shouldn't be big and preachers shouldn't be popular, but for sure cowboys are needed to spread the gospel and gather the strays. They have the courage, honesty, respect, integrity, strength, and the truth. When you put those together, that's Christ. 
Help us reach more cowboys and cowgirls who will spread Christ to the nation. Make your donation today at SaveTheCowboy.com.